Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone, host of Film Festival Radio Show. And, of course, our show is known for its high-profile guest. We have had guests from the entertainment industry and film, film festivals, television, sports, political figures, and also top best-selling authors. And that brings me to our guest for this segment. I'm about to... Uh, play an interview that I did earlier today with Carrie Lake. Of course, she is uh, now a an author. This is her first book, and she's also a political figure, having uh, ran for the gubernatorial race in Arizona. And her new book is titled Unafraid, Just Getting Started. And in this new book, she outlines her journey from being a wife, a mom, a very respected television broadcast journalist, uh, in Arizona to now uh, being a very prominent political figure. The book is also um, very popular. I understand that. I just found this out a couple of hours ago that it is one of the top bestsellers. I can't remember which charts, but it is selling quite well. And this book also has a foreword written by President Donald J. Trump. So let's get to my interview with Carrie Lake about her brand new book, Unafraid, just getting started. Well, good afternoon, Carrie Like. It's so nice to chat with you. And uh, as I said, it's, again, very nice to chat with you. And uh, we're going to jump right in here about your new book, because I know we have limited time here. So, okay. Awesome. Okay. So uh, your book, your brand new book, is titled Unafraid, Just Getting Started. And I understand this is your first book, and it outlines your journey from being a very well-respected television newscaster, journalist in Arizona, to entering into now the world of politics. Why did you decide to do this book in this era and this period of your life? Well, I think most politicians write a book because they're going to run for another office, right? They're heading and they need to have a consultant quickly write a book for them. Yes. And that's not how this came about at all. I just um, finished 525 days campaigning. I walked away from my career in the news. I walked away from a very large salary, a seven-figure contract, um, because I no longer believed in the mission of the news. I felt that it had become propaganda. And I, uh, at the urging of my fellow um, citizens in Arizona, decided to run for office. And when I did so, we led an amazing movement. We had uh, everybody behind us, the moms, the dads, grandparents, students, and it was just absolutely amazing. And and the unfortunately, the Uniparty uh, corrupt swamp in Arizona knew they had to stop a candidate like me who planned on day one, hour one, securing the border, reforming elections, reforming our education so our children were getting a, an excellent, proper education, and they uh, sabotaged our elections. After that happened, um, publishers came to me and said, you have a fascinating story. We want you to write a book. And I decided, you know, I think I will do that because I think I have a story to tell of how you can come from rural America, youngest of nine children, and live the American dream and then end up getting involved in helping to save our country. And I think that's where we all are. We're all ready to step away from uh, what's happening and get involved to in the next year and a half, try like hell to save this country. Because we are truly at a point where if we don't step forward, 
and work and, and all get involved, we're, we may lose this beautiful country, and I don't want to see that. Did you ever have an inkling in your career earlier on that you may one day enter politics, or did it just kind of just happen? I never imagined entering politics. I covered politics as a journalist of 30 years and 27 in Arizona, 22 as the lead anchor in uh, in Phoenix and reaching almost the entire state. Of course, I covered politics, but I thought it was a pretty grimy business and had no desire to get into it. And um, I only decided to get into it once I saw where the world was going. When I walked away from my career and uh, the people of Arizona started reaching out to me by the thousands and saying, would you please consider running for office? We need somebody we trust who understands our, our state and the issues we're facing and we want you to run. At first, I kind of laughed and said, okay, they must hate me because I just got out of the corrupt world of fake news. Now they want me to go into the even more corrupt world of politics. But then I thought about our founding fathers and that they envisioned real everyday Americans to step forward as citizen politicians, run for office, serve their fellow citizens, and then walk away and go back to their private life. And we've kind of, we've come a long way from that. We've got people like, you know, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, the career politicians who go to Washington and never leave. And I don't believe that's what our founding fathers envisioned for this great country. I certainly know they didn't envision the corrupt bureaucracy of the federal government controlling and running the show, controlling the people. I know for a fact they set up this government, this great republic, where we, the people, hold all the control. We control, we own, we control the government not the other way around. Now, in your book, President Trump wrote your foreword, quite lengthy forward, I may add, and in it he recalls the first time that he took notice of your movement. So tell us about that. Well, the first time I met President Trump was as a journalist. He gave me an exclusive interview, and I, I did a fair job, and he followed up with another exclusive interview. And then I, I walked away from my job, and as I said, I jumped into politics, and we were at an event. It was a election integrity rally, and almost all the candidates who were running on the Republican ticket for governor, I think at the time there were about five or four, showed up, and they were given a chance to speak. And when the president came out a couple of hours later, he, he mentioned each and every one of our names. And I'm going to just read you what he wrote in the foreword, because it's really beautifully written, and I appreciate it so much. He said, during the rally, I went down the list of candidates who joined that day. As I was naming the various Arizona gubernatorial candidates, something truly remarkable happened. I said the words, Terry Lake, and the crowd went wild. Thunderous applause, quite literally. So it shook the room as thousands of Arizonans cheered, clapped, and screamed at the mere mention of Terry's name. For the other candidates also there, who were also mentioned by name, this big auditorium remained virtually silent. I talked to President Trump. I've become friends with him since then. He said, I knew at that moment you had something special. That was what I call a real poll, he said. You know, he loves polls. Mm -hmm. He said, that was a real poll. There were thousands of people there. When I saw them react to you, I knew there was a movement going on. It, it was about a month later, I found myself sitting in Trump Tower in New York City, talking about what my plans were for Arizona. And a month after that, in September of 21, the president gave me his endorsement, and I appreciate it so much. We become friends. Uh, we talk, you know, quite regularly, and, and I take his advice. He, he 
he's a great sounding board. He is a good friend. Um, and he's somebody who I feel is a kindred spirit because we both been through the same thing where we worked our hearts out. We want to serve our fellow countrymen and we had our election victory stolen from us. So he's somebody who can truly relate what I'm going through and, and vice versa. Have you thought about or are you prepared in the event President Trump should ask you to become a running partner? Well, I think that would be a long time away from now. I mean, usually that kind of thing happens um, a full year from now. And there's a lot at stake in Arizona. I love my state so much. I'm, I'm still fighting in the court for our election lawsuit. And the good people of this country have helped make donations to Save Arizona Fund to help us because they want to see my court case through. They want to see the courts rule on these elections. So I'm still fighting that. And there's an, a Senate seat that's coming up here in the next election that I think we have a little chance at picking up right now. A Democrat holds that seat, a Democrat who votes for Joe Biden 95% of the time. That's not reflective of the people of Arizona. And so I'm contemplating that as well. I have a lot of options. But what I will tell you is that I, as an American, uh, a patriot, I love President Trump. I respect him. And I think he's the only man for the job right now. And I want to do whatever I can to help him get into office. I ask for nothing in return. I am a mother who cares deeply about my family and my children, and I want to make sure we have a country for them. So I want to get him in office. I ask for nothing in return. I just want him to get in there and turn this nightmare around and give us our country back. And I'm willing to fight side by side with him and do whatever I can to help. Now, some of the mainstream media has often referred to you as the most dangerous politician in America. Is that a bit of a compliment to say that you are really <laughs> making a difference or putting, you know, heat on the media? Or, or why do you view that? It's so funny. Um, when I I read that headline, you know, my, my team would send me the headlines every day. And, you know, every once I'd have time to read through them. And I was drinking my coffee one morning and I'm just scrolling through the headlines. I see the most dangerous politician in America. And I, I expected to scroll down and see President Trump's face. And I scrolled down and saw little old me. I'm just a mom, a mom from Arizona who is extremely worried about my children's future in my country. And, and I guess I am dangerous when the media is fighting for the swamp. I'm dangerous to the swamp. I'm dangerous to the status quo. I don't want to see our country go down the tubes, and it's doing that right now. And the people who are behind the media and the people who are behind this rotten federal government, they want to see the status quo. They want to control the people. But unfortunately for them, that's not how our founding fathers set up our government. They set up the government so that the power lies with the people. And we're going to give it back to the people. We're tired of being served to the federal government. That's not how it was set up. We're 50 sovereign states, and we the people hold all the power. And I'm tired of being afraid of the federal government. The federal government should be afraid of we the people. That's truly how our founders set it up. And so, uh, you know, maybe they should be afraid of me because I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm just getting started. Um, and I will continue to fight until my last dying breath to this great country. I'm a patriotic mother. I'm a patriotic American daughter. And I know that we have a year and four months to try to turn this thing around. And I'm, I'm willing to put in, roll up my sleeves and put in um, the work to do that. And in my last five minutes here, I'm going to try to squeeze as much as I can here. Now, as you mentioned earlier, you have uh, 27 years in the news, the, the uh, news business. Uh, 
what do you, how do you see, you know, this new AI technology, how do you see this affecting the news industry as we are in further and further into this election season? Well, I'm obviously very concerned. I mean, we haven't seen much responsibility from the tech tyrants and the tech giants out there. We've seen the opposite of responsibility. We've seen a trampling of our rights, a complete disdain for our First Amendment. We've seen censorship. We've seen manipulation of information. It concerns me greatly. And it's interesting, though, a lot of the fake news um, so-called journalists, which are propagandists and social media social activists, they're going to find themselves out of jobs. They've been pushing a liberal leftist Marxist agenda, uh, lying to people, and, and isn't it ironic that they may find themselves replaced by AI? I don't like the idea of it. I, I like the idea of getting back to independent journalism, not corporate-run media. You always have to look, when you're listening to a journalist or a news story, you have to look at the outlet that's putting it out and who their sponsors are. And unfortunately for the mainstream media, the corporate, corrupt corporate media, the sponsors are Big Pharma and the military-industrial complex. And I will tell you for a fact, Big Pharma and the military-industrial complex do not care about the people in this country, the American people, our Constitution, and our way of life. So I'm looking forward to independent journalism taking over where we support journalists that we trust, and that might mean we give them subscription. We pay we pay to get their work. And I'm looking forward to us uh, taking our attention away from corporate media or any AI-created media. I think eventually we're going to realize that the, the tech craze has not been necessarily good for America, for our, um, our relationships, our families, and our, our civilizations. And I want to remind listeners, again, the book is titled Unafraid, Just Getting Started with author Carrie Lake. And finally, Carrie, what would you like for readers, especially readers in, well, really all over the nation, but in Arizona and everywhere, what would you like for them to walk away with after reading your book? Well, what I would really like is that even if you've never read a political book, First of all, let me tell you right now, most political books are boring. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to page 10 and you're still having gotten into it. You're like, when am I going to be hooked in? This is boring. That's not how this book is written. This is a little bit memoir, a little bit politics, a little bit true crime story, a little bit suspense. Um, it's a really good book. I, I'm a 30-year writer, a journalist, and from the, I think the foreword written by President Trump is beautiful. Um, but the first sentence of my book, from the prologue on, will have you hooked. This is a great book. It'll, if you have never read a political book, you don't even have to care about politics. If you love your country, if you're a mama bear or a father or an individual who wants to see change and wants to see our country saved, this is the book for you. And I know, I promise you, from that first sentence, you will be hooked. And you will, I've had many people who I, I gave advanced copies to, they said, and they're the kind of people, by the way, who give me the straight, honest truth. Many of them called me and said, okay, I'm mad at you. I was up until 3 a.m. I could not put that book down. It is so good. And I think your uh, listeners will, will really love it. Well, I will just close this out by saying just the titles of the different chapters alone are interesting. Uh, one chapter is called Trump in Heels. Crash Landing, Take This Job and Shove It. These are just some of the titles. So the titles alone will definitely keep the readers interested. So, Carrie, thank you so much for the conversation. And how can people say hello to you, 
reach out to you directly? What can they do? What should they do? Well, they can, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at Carrie Lake and Getter and Truth Social. I'm on Facebook at the Carrie Lake. And you can find me at CarrieLake.com. You can order the book there. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble. We're already at number one. I'm so proud of this book. I'm really, really proud of it. Um, and you can you can follow me on all those. If you want to find out more about our lawsuit, it's so important. Arizona is the tip of the spear. I do believe Arizona is where we topple corrupt elections. And our court case is the greatest election court case this country's ever seen. We're appealing it. Uh, and this is something the people of this country have asked me to do, the people of Arizona. If you want to help um, help us in that, in that cause to, um, you know, and our attorneys don't pay for themselves, unfortunately, but they're really good attorneys and they care. If you want to help or learn more about our court case to save our country by saving our elections and reforming them, take a look at that at Save Arizona Fund, F-U-N-D. And I just so appreciate you. I appreciate the people of Nevada. I appreciate the people of Las Vegas. And um, we we just need to come together and work as patriotic Americans to save our country. Absolutely. Again, Carrie, thank you so much for the chat. The book, again, is called Unafraid, Just Getting Started with Carrie Lake. And hopefully we'll see you uh, as the uh, election season continues and progresses on. Thank you, Janice. Have a great day. God bless you. Okay. Thank you, then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.